No, no, no. She's not a medical doctor, but she can sure cure your tax problems or your financial woes. She's the how-to girl. It's the Dr. Friday Show. If you have a question for Dr. Friday, call her now, 737-WWTN. That's 737-9986. So here's your host, financial counselor and tax consultant, Dr. Friday. Live from America's Music City, it may be Saturday where you are, but it's Friday, all day, every day, all the time with the tax doctor, the tax lady, the doctor of accounting, ladies and gentlemen, known in these parts of America as the Dr. Friday. And right here she is, Dr. Friday. How are you? I am awesome. What an intro. That's why I love having you do my shows because, John, you really know how to bring in an intro. Well, I'll tell you what, you are the one, and that's why we like to do this, because folks who have questions, who have been running from, who have, you know, filed an income tax uh, return in 10 years, because they, well, you know what, I ain't done it in 10 years, what's another 10 going to be? They're going (laughs) to learn some things today from Dr. Friday that could save you a lot of trouble. I'm going to just promo one thing, folks, you're going to hear, especially those of you who are new to Nashville. If you have not met or heard of Dr. Friday and you're just tuning across the internet or maybe here on the radio, especially you folks from California and Chicago and New York and Philadelphia and other markets, we're meeting new people. It seems like every week in Nashville, as people move here, I'm going to give you something here that you might want to know. If you are one of those who hadn't filed an income tax return, or let's say You know, you've gotten the last, as Dr. Friday would call it, love letter. And now, including taxes and interest and penalties, you owe a million dollars. And you say, you know what, there's, I mean, there's, forget, you know, I'm just going to go off the grid. There's no way. I'm going to tell you this, and we'll prove it later, that that particular case, Dr. Friday had a client, folks, who owed over $1 million. Not a typo. I said one million dollars and you settled it for about what dr friday a little over a hundred thousand just right around a hundred and two thousand now you know folks i mean every case is different but imagine that how would you like to be staring maybe you're staring a bill that's five hundred thousand or one hundred thousand or it could be twenty five thousand anyway it's more money you've ever got and you don't think you could ever make it that's the type of work she does you know why here's one of the things you should know Now, listen very carefully to what I say, because some of you might run when you hear this. So let me tell you what the definition is. Dr. Friday is an enrolled agent with the Internal Revenue Service. Now, when you hear that, I don't talk to nobody from the Internal Revenue Service. No, she does not work for the IRS. She works for you. An enrolled agent means she's basically a federally authorized tax practitioner who can represent you, just like an attorney would in a court of law. So now that you know about Dr. Friday, that's only the beginning because <laughs> we've got a lot of the questions <laughs> and things that people want to know. So here's how the show works. And especially for you new folks out there, this is a live program. When we say live, that means you can call in now and get an answer, but we're only here until three. So we got 53 minutes basically to go get that question together and jump on the phone. Here's the number to call 615-737. WWTN, that's 615-737-9986. Our best advice to you, call now, because a lot of people say, well, I'll call in a minute, and it doesn't get any better later. 
it just gets later and then it's three o'clock and we're gone. So jump on the phones now. You know, a lot of people, Dr. Friday, hear these terms uh, when they're trying to do their taxes. They don't quite understand it, but we've heard them for years and years and years. Like, you know, what is the earned income tax credit? Can I get it? Seems like people are getting tax credits, but I'm not. Uh, just start out with that one, if you would. What is the earned income tax credit anyway? Yes, and it is. I mean, it's changing. Taxes have been changed in the last couple of years, as we all know. But the earned income credit is actually going out to more and more Americans. Earned income credit is basically a tax credit that provides tax breaks to people making less than or the lower to moderate income workers. You know, maybe you're a single mom and you only make $20,000 a year. You would be qualifying as that. So you'll get more money in your pocket. It's a way that the IRS has told us they try to level the playing field that for some individuals that may not be able to earn as much as other individuals, this is a way to try to get everybody in a livable wage. So um, earned income credit can now, you know, affect a lot of individuals. So you want to make sure if you're in that lower to moderate income level, you, you know, if you do your own taxes or someone's doing them, find out if you qualify. Simple enough right there. And so, you know, here's another thing, Dr. Friday, people want to know, and I know you don't have a crystal ball, but there is so much going on in Congress. Do you have any indication, are they going to, and I guess maybe nobody can answer this, but just sort of, you know, you travel in other circles that most of us don't because you're in that business, but are they going to pass this, uh, you know, do you think they'll pass this really huge tax increase? It's going to make it, I mean, really, really bad on folks. Well, um, last year we kept following the Build Back Better plan um, in which they had um, tried to push through a, a higher tax on capital gains. We all know in 2025, unless something is done, everyone across the board, everyone, no matter what income bracket you're in, unless it happens to be zero, then you all are going to have an increase in taxes because tax rates will go back up to pre-Trump rates. Um, and, you know, and then, of course, in the bill back better, another thing we've been watching is the step up in basis. And a lot of people are sitting there going, what is that, John? But, you know, that's huge. When someone passes away and we inherit maybe the only asset that your parent had or parents had, and it's finally been passed down to you because of the loss of your loved ones, we get what's called a step up in basis. And most likely, you're not going to pay tax on that home. They want to eliminate that. They want to say, nope, we, we don't think that that's a fair situation. So we're not going to have, um, you know, in the Build Back Better, they've eliminated the step up in basis, which would change inheritance tax. It would change a lot of other things. So answer your question, that my, I guess my biggest concern is we have spent a lot of money in the last two years trying to buy our way out of COVID. And, you know, we don't have the money from the general normal taxes because we were upside down before that. So, you know, what are, without raising taxes, what are they going to do? We've all seen inflation hit. So we know that's a part of it because now, you know, everyone fought to make more money. And uh, so most people are making higher minimum wages than they were two years ago. But now the cost of petrol is well, for diesel, $5.35 where I was paying closer to $4 um, or even less uh, per gallon pre-COVID. So, 
you know, yes, you got a raise, but now everything you do from eating out to buying petrol for your car or anything has went up, you know, 60, 70%. I mean, inflation is definitely double digit. So I don't think, I think we're going to have to see higher taxes. All right. Now, folks, uh, one thing you may want to think about, this is uh, we're, you know, in the middle of May, it's almost Memorial Day. And you think, well, I don't want to be thinking about no taxes till, you know, the end of the year, first of the year. And we don't know what's going to happen up there. As Dr. Friday said, she's tracking all of this type of thing because she wants to be able to tell people like you, well, you know, this thing uh, looking like maybe this. So you want to do some planning. Don't wait till the last minute because you may give more money back to the IRS than you should had you done what you should have done. So Dr. Friday can give you that advice as well. We're going to be giving you her personal uh, phone number that you can call. And of course, the website, drfriday.com, real simple, drfriday.com, and the email address as well if you don't get on the program today. So the number to call if you've got a question, maybe even something bugging you, maybe somebody has told you, here's what you need to do to get out of your situation. Because oftentimes, Dr. Friday's on the back end of this. You know, it's like it took years to get in this bad situation and they want Dr. Friday to solve it in 24 hours, just like any other problem we have. That's the big problem. So before you get into that, or even if you are in one of those, maybe you are that case that we talked about that the IRS, you know, says you owe hundreds of thousands of dollars and you're thinking, I ain't going, I just, I can't. I mean, it's no sense in even calling back or doing anything because I'd be going to jail or whatever. I mean, she can tell you what you need to do and to take a million dollars to a little over a hundred thousand. It's just one Example, every case is different, of course, but there are ways to work things out. So jump on the phones here, 615-737-WWTN, 615-737-9986. And let's go back to that Dr. Friday dictionary of some of these terms that we've heard of, you know, what is, what isn't. So if someone said, we learned about earned income tax credit a moment ago, but what about just plain old income, Dr. Friday? What is really defined as earned income or what can I keep for myself that I don't have to declare? Right. And that's important because I have people come to me sometimes and they're like, I didn't earn enough money and I'm not getting earned income credit. And that's the reason that they're not getting it 99% of the time is because they only show passive or rental income. So when we say earned, it has to be earned salary tips. Um, I don't know. Um, 1099s anything in which you are required to pay Social Security and Medicare tax on might be the easiest way for you to think of it. So if you've received money in, from a lottery or you've won it gambling or you have rental property, and those are not incomes. You didn't earn them. You may have won them, and even some rental people may say you have to work every month to get that. It's still not earned income, no Social Security, Medicare tax claims. So it's very important that you understand what that is so that you would be able to deal with something that, you know, it, again, if you think, hey, I'm only making $20,000, why have I never seen this earned income credit that Dr. Friday is talking about? It's because that 20000 was earned not doing actual labor, but using, you know, rentals or, or some other format of getting funds other than through the traditional earnings that you might have. Ah, interesting thing, folks. See the difference? See the difference? All right, you're listening to the Dr. Friday show. That's the end of the first quarter. You know, we have four quarters this hour, every 15 minutes. So that's the end of the first quarter. And here's the number to call. Get on this phone now, 615-737-WWTN, 
888-900-9986. When we come back, Joe from Nashville has got a question about some tax returns and Dr. Friday has the answers here on Super Talk 99.7 WTN. All righty, welcome back, everybody. Quarter number two, the Dr. Friday Show, an enrolled agent with the Internal Revenue Service. Now, wait a minute. No, she doesn't work for the Internal Revenue Service. She works for you. Enrolled agent simply means like an attorney. Would you like to have a representative before the IRS? You know, she calls them love letters. Some of you don't think that's very lovely. And she can, <laughs> she can uh, take care of that for you. So she steps in between the pain of dealing with the internal revenue service. Now, Dr. Friday has said this too, cause she, you know, she talks with the folks. So it's not that the IRS agents are bad coming after the money. Now there are a few bad ones, of course, like there are in any career, but you have to remember that who you vote in says Dr. Friday, who you vote in, those are the people who pass the legislation and all the IRS does is take the code that's handed down to them and they enforce the action. Did I get that right, Dr. Friday? 100%. Yes, sir. All right. Simple enough. Let's go to Nashville, bring Joe onto the Dr. Friday show and uh, see what's going on there. Hi, Joe. Hi. Uh, hi, y'all. Hi, Dr. Friday. And thank you for helping me out uh, with my question. Listen, here's what I got. Um, Three years ago, I had that ID verification issue with the RS. A year later, I finally made contact with one of their reps, with an agent, and satisfied them. I was who I said I was. Right away, almost, uh, I, I got my refund. I got my check. Now I'm two easy returns behind. Uh, each one of these will get me back about $1,000, but... Um, um, last year, I, I have not filed. The year before that, I have not filed. Um, what's the best way? Can you help me? Will you will you file those for me? They're like easy deals, no uh, earned income, no special frills right. to them. They're just as simple as you can get as far as returns. Right. We can do that, but our simplest return maybe more costly than you trying to do it. It's $150. So we could do each year at $150. That would be our cost to do it easy. Uh, and we would e-file and get them directly to the IRS. Your alternative would be to actually, um, I'm pretty sure, and, and I'd have to double check. I know you can get the forms from online QuickBooks, I mean, online um, IRS.gov. They, you may be able to go right to irs.gov and click uh, file returns on the first page, and it may be able to give you past returns, at least the last three years, because those are the three that would be refundable. Anything else would not be refundable to you. Okay, I'm only two years behind, and that's what I was told. Okay. Uh, once you're out three years, you're you're out of luck. So, And I would pay you more. I would give you $200 a piece to do these. So your, your fee is not unreasonable at all. Uh, how do I contact your office, Dr. Friday? John will be giving out my number in just a few minutes, and you can take Ooh, that down I'll... and give us a call, okay? Uh, thank you or... so very much. Thank you. No. Okay, thanks. All right, Joe, we appreciate the phone call. Now, you got a situation going out there, folks, just like Joe. Call in right now. We're T-minus. Here we go. You ready? 
38 minutes and counting. Time is flying. Now is the time to get on the phone. 615-737-WWTN. 615-737-9986. Let's go back to that dictionary of terms that we've been hearing about for years and ask Dr. Friday to help us kind of explain what it is. Dr. Friday, you were talking about earned income a moment ago, but are there or what are the earned income limits for taxpayers who do not have qualifying children? Right. Without qualifying children, an individual who has earned income in 2021, that would be about $21,430, I think, um, would be the total uh, or less. So that would be the top. So you get the minimal amount of earned income. And if you were closer to 20000 or 17000 you would get more and more. And it's kind of funny because it also works the other way, John, where if you've only made two or $3,000, you're going to get the very minimum. And as you work towards the middle, somewhere around twelve to 14000 then you're going to get the maximum amount of earned income you can get. Interesting there. And so is there a, like, how old does someone have oh. to be to claim? You know, if they, if um, they don't have... A person um, would have to be at least 19 years old. And there's also, uh, just as a point of interest, if you're 19 and you're living at home with your, your parents or your parents are paying for your college, then you're not going to qualify for earned income. Because one of the questions is, does your parent provide more than 50% of your um, care or of your financial situation? And, and in those cases, if you're living at home, that pretty much meets it because consider what you'd have to pay in rent, utilities, insurance, um, and then most of the time the car insurance and the health insurance, all of that would be more than 50% of your care. All right. And this will you know, seem to be pretty obvious. You seem to have to have a social security number for everything, but do you need one as well to be able to uh, be eligible to claim the earned income tax credit? That's a great question. And the answer is yes, you and your spouse, if married filing jointly, need to file on a valid SS number by the due date of the return or any extension date. Keep in mind right now, we have a funky year just to bring up extension dates for anybody that's living in Cheatham, Davidson, Decatur, Dixon, Dyer, Gibson, Henderson, Henry Lake, Stewart, Sumner, Weekland, and the Weekly, 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 and Wilson. Remember, May 16th is your filing date. You had an automatic due to the federal storms that you had an automatic deadline. So those in the people, even if you did not file an extension, were on an extension until May 16th, which is pretty much coming up, I believe, on Monday. Then you would have until September for businesses 15th and October 15th for all of those individuals that filed extensions. So if you filed an extension and you were waiting for your Social Security number to come in uh, or for your child, I have a couple of cases where we're not able to claim the new child because we don't have a social security number for them. You must have a valid social security number for all of them um, to, to authorize. Because without it, just as a point of interest, you're really not legally ob- uh, authorized to work in the United States. So you couldn't have earnings, which is qualified for earned income credit. So that's why they require it. 
All right, simple enough on that, folks. No SSN, no play, no pay. <laughs> so it's a it's a fairly a, a simple thing. There are there any though age requirements for claiming the earned income tax credit if they have a qualifying child, or you got to be a certain age? You said something about nineteen, but what was that about? Um, that is, if you're a single individual and you want, let's say you have moved out of your parents' house and you're making fifteen thousand dollars a year. Um, you would then be qualified because your parents can't claim you. They're not supporting you, so they can't claim you to, to take the children um, or take the, the earned income credit, so they can't claim you as a dependent. Um, most of the time, in many cases, uh, 18, I mean, 19 is the, the youngest, obviously, but by 21, 22, many people are on their own at that point um, in, in this situation. And um, as far as children, you get earned income credit even if the child was born on December 31st, if they were born in 2022, you would qualify if you had the right income um, to get the credit. Gotcha. So now, as we're talking about qualifying child, what about a technical child, I would say? In other words, I mean, it's, it's the child or the mother or the father. But let's say they're still living in the house and they're 35 or 40 or 29 or is there is there like an age limit on something like that to be a qualifying child is it like well hey once you reach this age bud you're you're cut off right for earned income credit there is a qualifying uh situation where let's see if i can um find the ages because theoretically for earned income credit you would need to be under the age i want to make sure i'm saying that right john because um I know what the maximum is you can do. I, I would think that you wouldn't be able to exceed the age of, of a regular child, which is usually 18 or 19. But ah, here we go. However, certain students under the age of 24 don't qualify. So um, there is a special exclusion for anyone that's 18 years. If you have any 18 years in the age of 21, you do not qualify for earned income credit. And 25 to 64 dependents. So if you're if you have a child that is in some cases maybe disabled, prime example, um, and you're making the the income is being made under 25,000 or whatever, and you have a child that's 33 living at home, then they would be qualified for earned income credit. But if you have a child that just never went to school and doesn't want to move out of the house, theoretically, if your income is that as well, that child also claims up until the age from 25 to 64. All right. And, you know, speaking of that, see how complicated that is, folks? I mean, I, I got to do you know, Dr. Friday, you may know this. It's just an interesting question. If you were to take all of the law that has been handed down to the IRS, you know how people say, now, if you stack all the mm -hmm. books, you know, they're going to have to reach halfway to the moon, you know, or something like that. Uh, has there ever been anybody done something like, you want to know how much IRS regulation code, again, passed by Congress, IRS does not make the rules, they just enforce. How many volumes of all that stuff is there if you were to stack it all up? Do you know? I'm just kind of curious. I know, it is a curiosity. And I'm like you, I've heard several different times, you know, it's 10... 10 times the King James, it's a uh, hundred thousand copies of, you know, a standard uh, gone with the wind, whatever. Um, you know, I don't know. I know there are more than a hundred thousand pages of tax law. So depending All on right. how big the text and everything else, that would be, um, I mean, and just in the last year, I mean, between COVID 2020 and 2021, I think they said they, it was one of the largest because 
of some of the changes. We had like 600 pages of tax law be added into the taxes. Wow. So over 100,000 pages, folks. I mean, so really, what am I saying there? I mean, just simply like, you know, you got to get some advice. I mean, it's hard to understand some of that stuff. You got to read it four or five times anyway, but that's why you need Dr. Friday. And if you've got a question, there are no dumb questions, by the way, on the Dr. Friday show, call in, ask anything. Doesn't matter what it is. Dr. Friday just wants you to be able to be in the best financial position you can. Don't give away any more money than you should. Don't overclaim because if they catch it, you know, you, you're going to have to pay and probably some penalties and interest and who knows what else, but she can advise on that. So we are sitting at T minus 29 minutes, folks. Now's the time. 615-737-WWTN. Call us now. 615-737-9986. And that marks the end of the second quarter. John Haggard in the broadcast studio with Dr. Friday, an enrolled agent with the Internal Revenue Service. And if you just joined us, let me say it again. No, she does not work for the Internal Revenue Service. That's just a designation. They call it EA in the business. But she is like an attorney who would represent you in a court of law. She stands between you and the IRS. When you give her that authorization, folks, you don't ever have to talk to the IRS again as long as she's handling your case. If you don't want to, that can be some real peace of mind. And we're going to give you her, you know, email and her web and her telephone number again this hour. So be standing by for that. You're taking your phone calls next. We'll do it all live and we will do it here on Super Talk 99.7 WTN. All righty, everybody. Welcome back. Quarter number three. 234, Dr. Friday, all the time, Super Talk 99.7 WTN. If you are in tax trouble, you may be in pain. Maybe you owe more than you think you could ever pay. I told you at the beginning of the show, if you just joined us, that Dr. Friday had a client who the IRS said, you owe now $1 million. How would you like that? And she got it settled for a little over 100000 All cases are different, but... You know, she can do a lot of that. Now, you hear a lot of these calling 1-800 number and all this when we're going to tax resolution, blah, 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 blah. We say, you know, deal with somebody, you know, who's local. You know, you, you can touch Dr. Friday. You can shake her hand. You can see her, you know, if you, if you need to. And she can get stuff done. She's got uh, quite a track record. I think we're probably uh, right. on the air, maybe 12 years, Dr. Friday. So that would be somewhere around. Let's see if I can do my math. Let's see. That's uh, 50, 52 shows a year times 600, over 600 radio shows you've done. That is amazing. I mean, it's been always so much fun, John, to do it. But, I mean, both having a show like mine and on a station for, you know, the entire year. In fact, I've never yet ever heard of another tax person that has a radio in any small town or any town at all, you know, that's ran for more than 10 years, you know. So it's, it's been a pleasure, seriously, a very big pleasure. It's got to tell you something, folks, because, you know, you hear those, you know, call those 1-800 tax resolution. They're here today, going yep. tomorrow. Some of them, um, you know, gotten some some serious trouble, been shut down, all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, Dr. Friday's been around a long time. If she were a bad girl, they'd know it by now. <laughs> so, well, we celebrated 25 years tax seasons this year. This was my 25th year in business. So um, in, in the Nashville area. So we've we've been here a little while. And, John, I'm glad you always, you know, Again, anyone that doesn't know John Haggard uh, probably doesn't deal in the media side, but he, he's very good at what he does. And one of the things you brought up was 
what's different about Dr. Friday is most of those companies you call, no matter who they are, the first thing they say is it's going to cost $5,000, send us $1,500, $500 a month, something like that, not knowing if there's really a resolution available that you're going to want. They're just saying, we can take care of this. This is what we want. Doc, we don't do that at our firm. I want to be able to tell you how and what and what it's going to cost to do it or if I can even do it. I don't want to be taking business money if I'm not working for you. So it's very important that if you call one of those companies, ask them exactly what plan they're going to do. How do they plan to do this resolution? And, you know, why is it $5,000 or 10000 or twenty? I mean, I've seen cases that are in twenty and 30000 But, again, you know, what are they doing for that before you just start making a payment plan and signing a contract? Absolutely, folks. Don't be so desperate and feel like you have no other hope. Dr. Friday here. And like I said, I mean, she's live and local. So there's a lot to be said for that. You're not dealing with somebody you would never see on the other end of an 800 toll-free number. Let's bring Barb on line one on the Dr. Friday show. Barb, what's going on? What can uh, Dr. Friday help you with? Hi, Dr. Friday. Uh, Yes, my husband's friend passed away. And he left him, his home, all of his belongings. And I, I, my question is about uh, capital gains taxes. And I'm, I've read that they're short-term and long-term, and that if you sell something too quickly, you might end up paying as much as 7% more in capital gains taxes versus if you wait a little over a year and then sell the property. Um, can you enlighten me on that a little, please? Absolutely. And you, you bring up a couple of good cases. Uh, but let's start with the fact that your husband inherited. That's kind of a big part of the conversation because when we inherit oh. something, we get to get a step up in basis. So oh. really what that means is whatever the house was worth when your husband lost his friend and he inherited that property, whatever is worth on that day or within 60 days of his death or her death, um, you would have, um, that's the value your husband has for that home. So first thing I would do is get a real estate person, especially if you plan to sell the home at some point, get a real estate friend or somebody, real estate people are really awesome usually, um, and ask them to pull comps for around the date of this person's passing, um, because that's what your husband's going to need to prove his basis. So, okay. um, exactly. You know, does it make sense what I'm saying? Yes, ma'am. Okay, cool. And then um, in, for anyone listening, in, in Barb's situation may have been different. Let's say they had a second home, and at that point they wanted to sell it. That's when Barb was bringing up short-term and long-term, short-term being 12 months um, or long-term 12 months and one day. And it is, as she pointed out, a very big difference, actually, because short-term is ordinary income rates. So theoretically, you could be as low as 12% tax on a short term up to 37 or um, and in long term, you know, 15, 18.8 and 23.8 are the different rates. So you're saying that because he inherited it, 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 this falls in a different Mm -hmm. category called the step up? It's called, you you would get a, a step up in basis. Um, you can Google that if you want. 
uh, step up okay. and basis. Yeah, it does fall in a different category. He would he would hit capital gains if he sells it for more than it's worth from the passing of his friend, and it would not fall into the short term. It would automatically be capital gains. Um, but okay. he also gets that step up in basis, so he may pay zero tax because let's say the house is worth two hundred thousand at the time he passes away, and the time that your husband sells it is for two hundred thousand. There would be a zero tax due on that property. Got gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay, that helps me a lot. Cool. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Good All right, let's go to line two. Alexander, Tennessee it is, and Richard is on the Dr. Friday Show. Hi, Richard. Hey, hey thank you. Thank you for taking my call. And thank you, Dr. Sure. Friday, for uh, your service. Uh, my question okay. is, is uh, my question is, I've got two pieces of property that I bought about 25 years ago, with, and I've got two daughters, and I've built a house on each one of them. And, of course, when I built the house, there's probably like 150000 a piece, and the property was worth about a thousand dollars, and it's fifty-five acres with each one. And now they're rated around six hundred thousand a piece. And I was giving them to my daughters. What kind of tax situation will they or I inherit by doing that? So, the reason you want to gift them to your daughters is because why? Well, I love them, <laughs> and and uh, I'm trying to set them up <laughs> no, and give them something no, I, mean, I didn't have. <laughs> No, no, no. I guess I didn't. I'm never very great on those questions. Reason I was saying, just like the prior caller, if they could inherit those properties when you pass away, there would be a zero tax for everybody. Okay, mm-hmm. but if right. you decide to gift them, which there's 11 million dollars worth of gifting, so you can theoretically gift these, but you have to gift them the current basis, which would be let's say 101,000, you know, 100 for the house that you paid for plus the thousand dollars or whatever you paid for the property. That would be their basis. So if they ever decide to sell, they would pay the they would pay the capital gains later in life. Now they also would have the home exclusion, which is five hundred thousand. They would get if they sold it, uh, you know, you know, and you still mm-hmm. being alive and everything. So I mean, that would be your option: gift it to them at the at your basis, which is what you originally paid for this property, along with whatever it costs to build the house. Um, mm-hmm. And then when they sell, they would deal with their tax situation depending on what it is. Okay, but I could just out and out gift it to them free of charge, right? Free of charge. Right. Nobody has to do yeah. anything. Uh, you do need to do a gift okay. tax return, but it, it's minimal. Okay, you know I have two or three other pieces of property, and and the taxes it's not that much. About they gross about eighteen to twenty thousand dollars a year on income, and my wife and I both are retired. And we probably own about sixty thousand dollars a year. Is it worth it for us to uh, just do a simple tax return, or, or to come to say Dr. Friday and let her take care of this? Would it be it benefit us? Well, you're already in the minimum tax bracket, so there's probably not a whole bunch. Um, I mean, assuming that you're maximizing on your rentals, which is what sounds like you have some rental properties. Um, other than that, no. I think I mean a simple. When you say a simple return, you would be filing a Schedule E, I'm assuming, for the land mm-hmm. or or farm or something. I don't know what it is. But uh, other than that, you're you're very straightforward. So I don't necessarily think you need a savvy tax person to save you tax dollars because um, it doesn't sound like you're probably paying very much in taxes. If you feel you are, then 
we can review them for you. How's that? Well, I appreciate that. Uh, but is he going to give out your information later on? Because we want to swap where we're at because this year we had to file an extension because the people we've been going to for 25 years is she sold it to someone else and it's not working out for us. So, gotcha. Yeah, John that. will be putting out information in just a second. Okay? Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you for calling. All right, folks, that's the end of the third quarter on the Dr. Friday Show. T-minus 15 minutes. This is your last call. Now's the time to jump on the phones. Why do we say that? Because, you know, it takes more than just 30 seconds to answer tax questions, and we want you to get the answer if at all possible. So right now, if you've just joined us, here is that number to call. We only got about 15 minutes to go. 615-737-WWTN. That's 615-737-9986. When we come back, we'll be talking to Ron in Lawrenceburg and taking your phone calls. John Haggard in the broadcast studio and Dr. Friday right here with us on Super Talk 99.7 WTN. Here we go. The fourth quarter of the Dr. Friday show as the clock counts down. T-minus 11 minutes. Let's quickly go to the phones. Lawrenceburg, Ron, you are on the Dr. Friday show. What can Dr. Friday answer for you? Hey, Dr. Friday. I really enjoy all the information that you uh, provide for us. Uh, my question is that I have, we bought, originally bought uh, 10 acres and a house and bought, put a house on it. And we bought three different parcels over the years and, Right now, I was thinking about selling 20 acres of mine of, of that, but not my house parcel itself. Now, I've owned it for 12 or 15 years. What would be my tax liabilities on that, I mean, as far as capital gains tax? Can you tell me what income bracket you roughly are? If you're married, yours and your wife's, what, you know, what do you guys have for, like, just a ballpark, 100000 50000 Generally, uh, generally sixty yeah. seventy thousand. Okay. Uh, normally, but this this is going to be quite a bit, going to add quite a bit to right. it. Right. So what are you going to sell the 20 acres for now? What's the ballpark on the 20 acres? Approximately uh, somewhere around 220. Okay. How much did you pay for that property when you purchased it? Ballpark again. Oh. I'm not locking you into it. Uh, 25, 20, 28. Okay. So if you're going to sell for 220, let's just go with 30,000. So 190 would be your profit. Mm -hmm. um, and you guys are taking uh, 60 to 70, so I'll take worst scenario 70, so that puts you at 260 adjusted gross income. It would be long-term capital gains tax on that versus ordinary. Um, so you would be looking as a married couple, um, I said 260, so you, you most of it, up until you hit 250 combined, the sale price and your home, your other income, which we're only like 10,000 over that, you would be looking at 15% uh, capital gains. Around 15%. So 15 of roughly, yeah. So basically, and there'd be some closing cost fees and everything. So right. up until you hit anything, you bounce over. As soon as your total gross income, anything above it, not all of it, but anything above it for the next hundred and some thousand dollars would be at 18.8. So I think you'd be safe if you multiplied the sale of the home by 15%. And you set that aside for taxes, you would probably be very close to what you would need for tax dollars. Okay, I thank you so much. Thank you for all, all right, the information the, you uh, provide for the us. phone call. 
Back to Nashville we go. Here's Will on the Dr. Friday show. Will, you're on the air. What do you have for Dr. Friday? Yeah, yeah. thanks for taking my call, Dr. Friday. Uh, I, I wonder what's wrong with the IRS. Uh, I, I filed the 2020 taxes twice uh, in, in 2020, uh, 2021. Uh, the first time I, died, I, I filed, it was uh, I did an e-file for my personal income tax. And uh, then, then they kicked it back and said uh, that uh, I didn't put that uh, a code, code number in there because I had uh, OLT do the, do the tax uh, when I did it online. And uh, uh, so they kicked it back. And, 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 and the question is, every time I called, well, I, 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 I refile again, all right? This time I, I I sent the paper file in, but they still every time I call they still don't give me the status of my uh, my my refund. I know I'm supposed to get about five thousand five hundred something dollars back, but uh, uh, what what's the problem with that with the IRS? Do you know? Well, I mean we've run into a couple of different problems. I know myself have gotten a few calls over the weekend here where people are getting checks that they shouldn't be. It's kind of the opposite of your situation. But that being said, um, it sounds like to me there's been enough time. But keep in mind, the IRS has put out several newsletters saying if you paper filed a tax return, you know, it could take a year for them to process. So, um, you know, I don't know. What I'd be most concerned with or most interested in would be to find out if they truly received your return do they have it in their system? You can check that out if you have internet access to IRS. You could sign yeah. on to the irs.gov and get your transcripts uh, kind of situation. But um, you, you need to make sure that they have a copy of your 2020 before, you know, because the time clock could be ticking away and they may not even have them because of the mail-in system and, you know, people are so backlogged. It's a, it's a nightmare. Yeah. So. Um, I would double check that first and foremost. If they say they have it and it's been six or eight months, the only positive I can give you is if you, they owed you five thousand, they are paying you almost eight percent interest on that. Uh -huh. Now, given that's not going to make up the money that you're not having, but um, uh -huh. I would I would definitely take a day and start calling at seven a.m. and see if you can find out if someone can tell you that they've actually have a copy in the system for your 2020. If they can't uh -huh. find it. You need to certify another copy to them. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for that right. information. No problem. Thank you for calling. All right. All right. Super Talk 99.7 WTN. You're listening to the Dr. Friday Show. You know, we've been talking about money so much this particular hour, Dr. Friday. And what if you do owe the IRS money? How long do they have to collect it? Is there like a cutoff? And you say, oh, I'm scot free after that. Or how does that work exactly? <laughs> yeah, well, you're kind of right. There is rules. The IRS doesn't just make it up as they go. They have codes that they have to follow, the IRC. Um, and in most cases, you have 10, th 10 years from the date the IRS has accepted them. So theoretically, it would be from extension date or April 15th. But keep in mind, if you haven't filed taxes and the IRS has not filed taxes on your behalf, that time clock has never started. Also, if you did file taxes, but let's say you did an offer and compromise that was rejected or that we established a partial payment plan 
for the period that the IRS was processing the application, that may have stopped your time clock and it may be longer than 10 years because of resolutions and things that has been happening. So answer to your question, the basic is there's 10 years from the date the IRS has received the return uh, to do collections. But sometimes that time clock can be um, delayed or stalled or even stopped completely um, doing, depending on offer and compromise, partial payment plan, non-collectible, you know, we have options to help uh, making taxes a little bit more um, suitable for each individual. I think I heard you say maybe one time that there may be one exception to that, and that is if, if there's fraud, they could go back forever, I suppose. Is that right? Well, fraud, maybe. definitely. If they usually, in which it, it's usually audits. So normally, if you're in an audit, the IRS will only audit back two years and the current year you're in. Uh, but if they find fraud or more than $25,000 difference, they can actually go back, you know, long time. I mean, I don't know if there's actually a time clock on how far back. Normally, we're only concerned with an audit for the last two years in most situations, you know. But you're right. If, if you do that, an auditor can go back and keep going back if he keeps finding that this person has. Um, and that's the, the hindsight, you know, there's only... 0.1% of people that end up in jail for tax fraud, but those are the ones that happen. Or you have people like Wesley Snipes that came up and swore he was never going to pay taxes because he was told it was a choice and he didn't file or pay taxes for a number of years. Or you have people that file taxes but blatantly lie on them. And those are the two that are the biggest ones. Another great hour here on the Dr. Friday Show. Here's some important contact information for you if you did not get on the program. Here's the email address, very simple, friday at drfriday.com. You don't like dr, doctor. Friday at drfriday.com. The website, drfriday.com. And the telephone number is 615-367-0819. That's 615-367-0819 for... Dr. Friday, and you know we're all in one of three stages in life. We're either in a crisis, coming out of a crisis, about to go into a crisis, had no idea it was coming. That ever happened to you? Never questioned, will there be, but when? So we just need the power to make it through. And 1 Corinthians 2, 15 and 16 in the Bible tells us how, for those who are spiritual can evaluate all things because we have the mind of Christ. Very simple. If you want that power the power to get through life, you can have the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Can you imagine that, folks? Yes, you can. It's called the Holy Spirit, and when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can have that Holy Spirit. All you got to do is just say, Jesus, come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. And God willing, we'll see you next week here on the Dr. Friday Show on Super Talk 99.7 WTN.